0: If you ever thought of creating video, whether it's live or pre-recorded, and if it makes you kind of cringe, then today is the episode for you to listen to. I've heard from so many business owners that they really think that they should be doing video, but then they kind of think, well, my hair's not perfect, I don't have the right this, my makeup's not right, I got a zit here, and they don't do it. But my friends, the thing is, I know exactly how you feel because that was me a few years ago. But today video has become part of my marketing strategy and if you listen to this, I think it's going to become part of yours. Welcome to another episode of the Grow Equation Business Podcast for consultants and other personal brand businesses who are ready to work less, earn more. As business owners, I know you want your marketing to be extremely effective, video is one of the ways that you can improve the effectiveness of your marketing, widen your impact, and the chances of getting more clients. Today's guest is a video expert. Welcome, Nina. Thank you for having me, Diane. Yeah. And Nina, you know, I've looked at her bio here and it says she's seen it all from early days in independent features to big national TV commercials, corporate mega shows, Emmy award winning documentary films, and including one she produced and directed called Abraham's Children.
1: I never knew this about you. And we've known each other for quite a while. while yes. Wow. <laughs> well, When you get to my lovely age, your career spans quite a few decades. So yes, there's some surprises in the hat for sure.
0: And that's awesome. That's awesome. And we won't talk about age today. Okay. No, no, no. Okay.
1: <laughs> Only as it relates to video. <laughs> And
0: what Nina does is she enables business coaches and other service-based entrepreneurs to create, get this folks, easy and impactful video marketing so they can attract their ideal clients and be disruptors in their industry. But let me just ask you, Nina, your bio doesn't say anything about what you like to do in your kind of, you know, non-business time. So maybe oh well, that's what social media is for. I talk about that <laughs> a lot there. <laughs> um, but maybe you yeah. would share, You know where you
1: are today mm-hmm. and where you live other times of the year. Yes. So right now I am in Switzerland in the Swiss Alps, and I am originally from here, so that this is my native space. But I've lived for the last thirty-three years in New York City in Harlem. The last twenty years. And I flip flop back and forth depending on season and how hot it is one or the other place or how cold that is one or the other place. (laughs) I think
0: it's a good time to be in Switzerland because I don't know about New York, but it's been really hot and muggy here. But I also was listening to a podcast that you were on and it talked about you being, I have to get this right, something called a certified citizen Citizen
1: pruner. And I went, oh, my God, what the heck is that? (laughs) You know, I fell into that more by accident than by design. But a citizen pruner, so New York City notoriously has no budget for anything. And citizen pruners is a volunteer thing. And we take care of the trees in the streets. So not the trees in the parks, but the ones in the streets. And the idea is that we get just enough training that we can buy ourselves a big saw And a couple of clippers and run around the streets of New York City and take care of the street trees. Now, we're not allowed because this is America and it's a litigious society. We can't climb on the ladder. We can't climb on something. So we can only cut what we can reach. But that's where pole cutters come into play. And it's a really, really cool thing. And I started doing it because I was volunteering in a park, which also does not have enough of a budget, and this woman came by one day and she had this little proper bag and all the tools in it. And she showed up and she said, I am a citizen pruner. <laughs> and we were all standing there in our dirty jeans. And, you know, the only tools we had were our working gloves. And we all stared at her and we said, like, that's what we want to be when we grow up. And me being me, I followed up and through with it. And uh, next thing I know, I'm studying trees. Like I had no clue what a birch versus a ash versus a London plane is. I mean, to me, they're just all trees. Yep. So I'm like running around New York with like a little identification book. Like I have to learn these trees for my exam. Anyway, so now I prune trees in my free time. <laughs> I love it.
0: I love it. Good one. Uh, from what I understand, your experience in video has been for many years and at many different levels. So yep. if you could just share a little bit about, you know, the highlights or the high points that get you to where you are today.
1: Today. Yeah. So, I mean, I started with film right out of school or I actually took some film classes in college and you fell in love with the medium immediately it was kind of perfect for a person like me who's artistic but as my parents so lovingly said not artistic enough to make a career out of it (laughs) they might have been wrong but you know whatever they loved me they wanted to make sure I, i had a decent profession and it was the technical aspect the creative aspect the people aspect the financial aspect it just was for someone like me who loves just everything. I'm super curious about everything. It was just a perfect match. And so I rose through the ranks fairly quickly from being you know, a freebie worker bee to being a producer first on commercials and feature films. I only did in the very, very, very beginning, but I had a hard time putting up with anybody's drama. I don't do drama very well. As I like to say, I outsource that to India. So I ended up very quickly in the corporate and the documentary world because they complement each other really nicely. Mm-hmm. When you do corporate video, you are, as a producer, also involved in the post-production process. That's the editing which you're not when you're doing features or you're doing commercials, because they're much smaller teams, you have a lot more say on all aspects of the creation of the videos. And then documentary is just, you know, that's where the heart is. That's where the really fascinating, interesting stories and the stories that need to be told are And so that was, for me, always a really nice balance. The corporate made insane amounts of money and the doc didn't make any money, probably put some money in more than anything else, but it fed the soul. So it was a really nice balance and I did that for nearly two decades. And then came, you know, the internet and then came smartphones and then came everybody with a smartphone in their back pocket could create their own videos. They weren't good videos, but there were videos nevertheless, and budgets just collapsed. So as a small, I've had my company for over 25 years. And as a small production company, there was like, if I wanted to keep the company and do production, I either had to start shooting myself and editing myself, which I don't do. I mean, I can do with a smartphone, of course, but not for, you know, corporate big client. So I would have had to learn to do everything myself, or I would have had to be willing to slash my budgets by 90%. And I'm not exaggerating. I had the same client show up 2015 asking for the exact same thing they'd asked for a couple of years earlier and expected me to do it for a tenth of the price. And that's where I was like, I'm out. And I was like, okay, either old geezer who's muddling through until retirement, but I was a little too young for that. And it's not my nature either, or just roll up your sleeves and fight. So I was like, okay, let's embrace all things digital. I love the idea of being able to work digitally full-time because my family's in Switzerland. So that was actually a real incentive and goal for me because that just allows me now to work from anywhere in the world, really.
0: Yeah. And, and
1: so I, I pivoted to being a marketer, video marketer.
0: Yeah. And why is video, I mean, today especially, why do you think video is so important as part of the overall marketing ecosystem?
1: So many reasons, right? But I think number one is it creates trust and authority like nothing else, right? I think it allows, especially like for us, business coaches or service providers, I should say, as a service provider, you are the product, right? Whether you're a lawyer, a realtor, a insurance broker, a doctor, or a business coach, people are buying you in the end. And if you can create and establish that you are not some monster, and that you're actually a nice person, and you're approachable, and you're an authority in your field, you can speak intelligently about what you're an expert in, that really just creates trust really, really, really quickly. And if somebody has five lawyers to choose from, I'm gonna choose the one lawyer who shows up on video and I'm like, okay, I really could see myself working with them. And that's a differentiator. And then there's a long list of other stuff you know, video is a tool that works for you while you're not, or while you're doing something else, or while you're sleeping, eating, or having fun with your family, right? It's there, it's on your profile, it's on your website, and it introduces you and it talks about whatever it is that you want it to talk about. And I think the authority level of your expertise is not to be underestimated. You can reach authority without video, but it's going to be Infinitely harder, yeah, and and a longer process, yes, for yeah. sure. And you might just never get there because people's attention span is minuscule.
0: That's it. You know, I noticed, you know, on LinkedIn today, more and more people are using video. And I get me if I'm wrong because I'm not a LinkedIn expert, but is it LinkedIn Creator, and you can now create a, mode, a yeah. video as your profile picture?
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. They did that about a year ago, so you can upload an up to 30 second video. So your photo is still there. But when somebody comes to your profile, the photo sort of disappears and the video pops up. And it's a really cool little feature. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: No, really, really, really cool.
1: But yeah. so we've
0: talked about why it's important, but why are people so reluctant to use it? Why are people so reluctant?
1: Uh, I mean, I think three main reasons. Reason number one, there's the overwhelm of not even knowing Where to start, a lot of misinformation. I get a lot of phone calls still to this day of what equipment should I buy? I'm like, that's the wrong question. That's not even where we start, right? You have a perfectly fine, full-featured studio in your back pocket with your smartphone. Even if you're like still sitting on a, which as I see you have, a little older model, those are great cameras, you know, and the audio is great on them too. So really... There is no need for a big investment on equipment. So people are confused about that. They don't know where to start. And as with everything, it's just really important to have that strategy and know what it is you're talking about Which is nothing to do with video and everything to do with your social media or your marketing strategy in general. And then secondly, I think there's people who are doing video and are doing it sort of slapstick, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. And that's just not a strategy. And that's not a good use of your time talking about work less, earn more, right? That just doesn't work. So just trying out video and sort of dabbling with it is nonsense. You want to have a really clear structure about what you're doing, how you're doing your videos, what is step one, two, three, four, and five, what is the purpose of it? Why are you doing them? What are the call to actions and just be boom and then done with it. Yeah. And because people don't have that, they're not attracting clients and they're like, oh, video's not working for me. Uh-huh. It's like, well, probably another couple of other things are not working for you either, right? It's not <laughs> just the video. So, and I'm being a little snarky, I know. And the third one, which is the biggest one, really, because it's not clean, cut and dry is especially Generation X and boomers, there's still sort of that holding back of giving yourself permission to show up on social media in general, but show up on video and speak. And I think there is the insecurity about how we look and especially, you know, boomers and Generation Xers by definition are a little bit older. And but then there's also the fear of not sounding intelligent or who would want to hear from me, who would want to listen to me talk. So there's sort of that insecurity factor, both physical and intellectual that plays into it. And that one is the hardest to work with and the most fascinating to work with because it's a mindset and it's not a clear cut like step one through five. It's a, okay, let's figure this out. And that's, for instance, why we started with this video personality quiz, because it sort of takes that hurdle of, oh, I now know what my style is. And now there's much more of a comfort zone of, oh, I'm a storyteller. So let me just go into that direction rather than trying to do what everybody else is telling me is working right now.
0: Yeah, I love the video personality quiz. I'm one about, you know, what are your strengths? And let's highlight your strengths. Let's do more of you kind of thing. And that's what the video personality quiz really does, right? It really highlights who you are. And just do more of it this way
1: and you'll find it easy. So guess what? You'll do more of it, right? And you come across much differently. So I always tell this example because it's recent and very pertinent. So this client, Matt, that works with us, he's still with us he came to me and he said, "Oh, I want to like you know tell these stories about customer success stories, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And he's supernatural on video. I barely had to teach him anything; he just shows up and he's great. Had technically, you know, no hang-ups. He just does it. But his videos, they were technically good, but the content was always a little off. And I kept coaching him and coaching him. And while we were working with him, my partner and I came up with the video personality quiz. So we had all our clients do it to sort of see, you know, whether it made sense to them and all that, whether they came out the way we thought they should. So Matt takes the quiz. And here we are, we're like, oh, you know, you tell the success story of your clients, blah, 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 blah. He takes the quiz. He's not an ounce of storyteller. I mean, there's no storyteller hair in this man. He's all about being an educator. And so when I addressed it with him, he said, oh, yeah, when I was abroad, I actually took a storytelling course because I was so bad at it. I'm like, oh, now you're telling me. (laughs) And so we pivoted and we had him do educational content. We had him do a live where he invites guests where he can go off on intellectual tangents until the cows come home. And now he's actually attracting. He got two big government contracts within a month of switching over to doing educational content. Because not only does it suit him and he enjoys it more, he comes across now fully authentically mat. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. And yeah. that's where, again, we go back to what we said in the beginning, video creates trust and authority like nothing else. But you also need to know into what personality you're speaking into. I mean, there's some people who are really good at all of it, but very few are, very few are.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so true. I'll look back at my growth, shall I say, you know, in my business And you know, there was a time when you know, listen to the gurus, and they go, "Well, this is how you have to do it, or this is what you should be doing, whatever." But not always what works best for each Mm -hmm. person. And I think that's where so many people go wrong, is Mm -hmm. that you have to be more of who you are. And you know, more and more, I see, you know, there are personality type quizzes coming out. Mm -hmm. I think it's a real trend for people to be more of who they are. And when you are more of who you are, then you're going to attract the right clients, right?
1: Yes, that. And quite frankly, these personality quizzes, they perform amazingly well. I don't know about you, but when I see a personality quiz, I'm like, I'm taking it. You know, (laughs) even if I, you know, have to unsubscribe to three email Ah, quizzes out But I just find the quizzes are amazing lead magnets. So um, I love them for that too. And it also gives a, when you're on the phone with somebody you've never met before, they've met you, of course, because they've seen your videos. So they think they know you intimately which is great but i'm seeing them for the first time but if i go and look at what their quiz results are i immediately can say oh you're a storyteller so blah 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 it just immediately opens up the conversation also in a way that allows me to then approach them much quicker and get to know them a little bit faster than i would if i didn't have that tool yeah
0: yeah so if i could summarize that part would be that You know, if you're someone who's listening and you're hesitant about video or you're already doing video, but you want to make it better, I think taking this personality quiz will help you align. So, A, it makes it easier, if I can say more fun but also make it better so that you are, you know, you're getting the most out of your bang for your buck kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You show up in your most natural state or authentic. I always, the word authentic know, is never used, but it still is a good word. So yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so a couple of, just, you know, before we
0: kind of wrap this up, I'm looking at the questions that you posed here. You know, why do you talk about disruption and video marketing? And I'm going, How do those two come together? What is disruption in the industry that you're in and what does video marketing have to do with it?
1: Video marketing, yes, but mostly actually content creation in general, social media. So I've always had this problem when people ask me, what is your unique selling point? It's like, uh, 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 you know, 30 years in business and it's just always the same dull, whatever. But so when I work with my clients and we're trying to get to the point of what are they really talking about? Where do they differentiate themselves? If I ask the question, what pisses you off about your industry? You cannot shut up people anymore. They just go like on and on and on. And that, my friends, is your disruption factor, right? Because that is what you are doing differently than other people. And that's also where your passion comes in. So if I can uncover that for my clients, what is it that pisses you off about your industry? Or what do you do differently than the other people do, the other lawyers, coaches, etc.? That's when we really get to really awesome content, um, in combination with the quiz. And some people, you know, not everybody identifies with disruptor. It can be change maker, it can be maverick. There's many different words you can use. I personally like disruptor because it makes people perk up and go like, ooh, what are we talking about here?
0: Right. I talk about with my clients, I work a lot with them on how are they going to differentiate themselves in the marketplace? And so you use that word and I went, oh, there's that word. (laughs) But it really is so important that they can get some support to find what is that differentiator or that disruptor or the thing that pisses them off or whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. But that is the key to making them stand out in the marketplace.
1: Yep, exactly. Yeah. And you combine that now with video, you've got a pretty cool thing going. Right. Because as you said, you can see that passion in them. And
0: I'll tell a story of a client. She happens to be a lawyer, but I had trouble getting her niching down to become a specialist, right? Because, you know, it's. lawyers in small cities, you know, I got to be the generalist for everybody. And I said, no, no, no. When I was talking to her, she's telling me about a side business that she has, which is about real estate investing. And as soon as she started talking about that, it was like the eyes lit up, the posture changes, right? Everything sparks. And I'm going, ooh, okay. I said, well, what if you became known as the go-to expert for real estate investors And just like that, there was this pushback, like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. And I went, well, why not? She says, Mm. because, you know, that limits who I can serve. Yeah, but you don't need a thousand clients. You need 10 clients, right? (laughs) My next question was, how many serious real estate investors and strategic alliances do you think you could build in the province of Ontario, which is where she's located? And when she thought about that, she went... Oh, frig. And mm-hmm. I just got an email from her when I came back from holidays. And she goes, Diana, Diana, Diana. She goes, you know, so-and-so who's a big deal in the real estate investor world reached out to her and said, I want you to come into my little, I'll use the word club. That's not what it is, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be the go-to lawyer for all these people in there. And she goes, wow. I don't know how I'm going to handle all the capacity. And I said, we just hire a problem, <laughs> What an awesome problem to have. Yeah. 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 But again, much, you know, you've got to find that thing, like you said, that disruption factor, that differentiator Mm -hmm. and bring that across in video, because that's when people are really going to kind of, you know, latch to you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Before I ask the last question, And, you know, how people can get in touch with you, how do you embody or embrace, I think I already know the answer,
1: this work less, earn more into your life and your business? I mean, most importantly, I'm all about systems. And that is something that I've had all my life. I just didn't recognize it until last summer (laughs) when somebody like finally put my nose like smack into it. So, I mean, I consider myself both creative and sort of more on the admin side or without structure, nothing creative happens and nothing good happens. So, and structure doesn't have to be A lot of people, I think, equate structure with have to, with no free movement, and it's actually exact opposite. If you have a structure in place, it allows you to go out and play without worrying about your little, you know, house of cards falling apart. So having structures and having SOPs, you know, for lack of standard operating procedures in place is the single most important thing you can do for yourself in order to thrive and to not work yourself into silliness. And I'm certainly, I mean, first of all, I'm genetically predisposed to wanting to have a lot of vacation because I'm European. But I also just really believe in this, you need to regenerate, you need to be able to get out of your little, you know, box that we're staring at our computers all day and then, you know, our phone and get out and do other things and experience other things. It's just important for the human nature in us. Yeah.
0: And you going between Switzerland and New York, I'm guessing that, you know, not only is there travel time, but there's time to relax and regenerate and rejuvenate absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have a little system that works really, really well where everything that is programs and client fulfillment happens in the first, second, and third week of the month. And the fourth, and if I'm lucky, the fifth week of the month, I might travel, but I might also just use it to, let's say, redo all the videos that I need to redo in one of my courses or write a couple of longer articles or, you know, do a bigger project where I just want to be able to hunker down and not be disturbed for a full work day. Yeah. And that has been an amazing tool that I learned a couple of years ago to do do that. Yeah.
0: Much the same. I have clients on, you know, two days a week typically. And it's the first part of the month and which the latter part of the month to, you know, be more creative and do that sort of thing. But it also allows. So I just came back from vacation. So that last week of the month, there was no client. So I only had to readjust things for the first week of the month. And, you know, clients are going, yeah, okay you know, it's not a big deal. Especially July, August, right? Yeah. Awesome. Anything you'd like to add before I share a quick action plan with everybody?
1: No, I think your questions were fantastic. Thank you. So I am all good. (laughs) All right. And, you know, you can reach out to Nina and her personality
0: quiz. It will be all listed in the show notes. So the action plan for today, for those of you who want to work less, earn more, Want to grow your authority, want to stand out in the marketplace? Three steps. First one is go and take Nina's video personality quiz. Find out which of the four personalities you are, and then focus your content on that type of content, that type of personality. personality. (laughs) And she'll give you some tips and tricks on how to do that. The second for the action plan is just go do it, folks, you know, be like Nike, just go freaking do it. Don't get overwhelmed by all the tech. Don't get overwhelmed by I don't know how I don't know, whatever, try it. Mm -hmm. I forget who said but confidence comes from action. And the more Mm -hmm. you try it, and the more you Yes, you're going to make a mistake. And yes, your first 10 videos might be kind of crappy. But guess what, you can delete
1: them. (laughs) Yes, and you'll never get to the good ones if you don't go through the bad ones. So yeah, just do it. (laughs) Just do it. And the third action
0: step here is start with a strategy. How is video going to fit into your overall marketing strategy? Don't throw spaghetti at the wall. Just take a moment, think about it. Think about the, I'll call them an episode, a video episode if you want, how you want to structure that, but also how you want to structure your whole video content And you do those three things, and you'll be well on your way to working less and earning more. Thank you, Nina. I'm so glad we had this opportunity (laughs) today. It's been fun. It's been great learning about you know your citizen pruning as well as all (laughs) the videos. thank you so much much. oh it's great for those of you who are listening just remember please please if you enjoyed this give us a review on whatever platform you are listening on and remember until next week you can do this bye for now